What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, June 4th. I can't believe it's already June. June fourth. And you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, aka Southside Zo, aka Father Zo. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. What's going on, Aldo? I just tweeted it out. Positive me is back. I'm not even going to get mad about how. how... Can you be mad? There's nothing I'm... to be mad about. No, because, like, I'm not even going to be mad that, you know, the story right now is like, hey, Cubs looking great. They should go out there and trade for an ace, you know, making the U Darvish jokes. I've, I've been doing that since the trade happened. I'm not going to do that. I'm coming from the other side. Cubs are fucking good. They need an ace pitcher. Let's go get Max Scherzer, baby. Yeah, that name popped up today a lot. Bleacher Nation brought it up, and you know what? No, like life right now. It makes sense. It makes sense. Good as it's like been positive wise on Cubs like social media in a couple years, and we're all on board. Just go fuck it, Jed Hoyer. When he came out, he said we have enough financial flexibility. He said it. There is no like mincing of words there. He said it, so we're gonna hold him to it. This team is fucking good. Go get Scherzer. Yo, that's a lot. Look at that. You've been holding that in all day. Well, I can I, tell because you don't normally open the show with such, such pow, but you came right out with it. Cubs are hot, it. baby. They're spicy. I like it. White Sox are actually in first place, too. I don't know. Depending on who you follow on Twitter, you might not know that. Um, but there's a lot to talk about. So let's just get into it. Let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. As always, the show is brought to you by PointsBet. Use promo code PINWHEELS and also brought to you by us. Go buy some fucking merch. Good commercial. Um, <laughs> so as you notice, it's just me and Aldo. Actually, Fids is actually in Chicago. Uh, he is up in the Wrigley area and was surprised at how long it took to get to 95th in California from Bucktown, but, uh, welcome to Chicago. But I don't know if you have eyeballs or ears and you listen to the show, but I will be at the Sox game with Fids on Friday night. Um, he might've mentioned it a couple of times. He's excited. I'm excited. It's going to be great to see everybody. I haven't been there. Uh, first game since, uh, first Yep, first post-pandemic game for me. Uh, be with Fitz. Hopefully, we'll get to see a lot of you. Um, Hopefully, Kevin will see only one, one of you. Set of people. Yeah, one yeah. of you. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, just shake the hands of the guy in the middle. Um, I'm drinking fancy tonight. I got some wine in a wine glass. Water. This, this is called um, – we're doing all of our dishes, and we found a bottle of wine. <laughs> nice. What, that, what a treat. Yeah, I don't care. It's it's fancy rosé shit. Um, 
Should we do no. a wine review like the good old days? Yeah. <laughs> Jumper, if you bring tequila, I'm going to kick you out. Oh. Um, please don't give Kevin tequila. This is, <laughs> I don't know if he's listening right now or what, but this is your boy, Zoe. Reaching out, I'm looking right into the camera when I say this. Please do not give Kevin tequila. We should, do, we should do a prediction show on, on how Kevin's Friday night's going to go. We'll get that at the end of the show. The <laughs> we're gonna predict what inning Kevin turns out the lights. So let's give this a smell. <laughs> I only have one nostril going because my al- legit allergies, not Andrew Vaughn allergies. These are real allergies. There's no smell to it. Mm, eight out of ten on the Zoe wine scale because right. I don't have a wine palette and <laughs> I think it's good. So <laughs> I get you drunk. Hell yeah. There you um, go. And that Andrew Vaughn joke. Apparently he was out with allergies in Cleveland and now it turns out he tested positive for COVID. He's asymptomatic. Did I say that right? First try? Uh, asymptomatic. Almost. Asymptomatic. Damn it. Um, <laughs> asymptomatic and uh He'll be on the IL for a little bit. White Sox called up Gavin Sheets because why not call up another first baseman and put him in the outfield? So, <laughs> hey, fuck it. Hey, if it's working, why try? Why, why? Hey, I, hey yeah. I mean, most of us, well, I mean, a lot of us, except for Kevin, because Kevin was right there, was like, no, Andrew Vaughn can play wherever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, let's not lie. We, we had our doubts at the Big beginning. Time. We were like, Andrew Vaughn in left field? He's never played. He's only played right. corner infield. Right. Andrew Vaughn, like when Eloy comes back, and you know it's been brought up already for the past couple weeks, Andrew Vaughn should probably just be the starting right fielder. <laughs> Dude, so I watch every game, as well, mostly every game. I will hand up sometimes, baby or sleep get in the way, but I have only seen Andrew Vaughn misplay one fly ball yet this season. And it was a ball that was clearly over his head and his first reaction, or I'm sorry, a ball that was clearly in front of him. And his first step when it came off the bat was backwards. So he couldn't get to the play. He kept the ball in front of him, but it could have been caught, but he picked the wrong, he made the wrong read off the bat. But yeah, I mean, he's been playing one hell of a left field. Uh, The bat's been there. So White Sox called up Gavin Sheets. He was already spotted on 35th and Shields before the game against Detroit, taking BP, and then he went to the outfield. He was taking fly balls from Daryl Boston. So it looks like the plan is to stick him in the outfield somewhere during his tenure. Good for him. Make your MLB debut. debut. It's been smashing the the bouncy ball in AAA. So (laughs) let's see how that transfers over. It's a good series to do this type of shit, too. Detroit is just not a good baseball team. Um, They've been winning lately though, haven't they? Yeah. They like the Yankees. That was funny. That was just <laughs> funny. Like, and it was funny because all of uh, like all of baseball fans, even the like major accounts, everybody was just kind of just like, just shitting at the Yankees. What? Like, are you serious? <laughs> I think uh, Jared Carabas from Barstool. Oh, the, the series of tweets that Dude, entire weekend. <laughs> him, tr- him trolling the Yankees. Right now is probably the funniest thing on Twitter. Like on Thursday, <laughs> for instance, uh, Garrett Cole gave up a home run to uh, shit. What's the good lefty's name on Tampa? He was good, uh, really good. Austin tweet. Meadows. Yeah, Austin Meadows. He gave up a home run to Austin Meadows. I didn't know it was a home run, 
So he tweeted, and I'm reading the tweet before the video, and the tweet's like, man, Garrett, Austin Meadows has been one of the hottest hitters in baseball, and Garrett Cole made him look like a little leaguer. And then I, I hit play on the video, and Austin Meadows takes him 10 rows up in right center field. I was like, oh, you trolling motherfucker. It's hilarious. All the Yankee fans, if you want to read genuine butthurt comments, Yankees fans have been leading the league in butthurt comments on Twitter. When Liam Hendricks and the Cubs dude got uh, relievers of the month for the month uh-huh. of May, every other comment, Chapman better, Chapman better, Chapman better, <laughs> Chapman better. It was for one month. And if you want to do – if you keep it score at home, Liam Hendricks gave up zero earned runs. Chapman gave up one to Andrew Vaughn. And it was a blast. I was going to say that with Carabas and the series of the trolling tweets, I remember the ones, I think the first two, I mean, the first two that I saw was the one with uh, Torres, with Gleyber Torres and the, like, the yep. back-to-back errors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the funniest one was, I think it was uh, the last, it was just the Tigers, I think it was the Sunday game. Uh, I think it was like Aaron Judge up, bases loaded, the Yankees were down by like two or three, and it was like, uh, you know, the sign of a clutch hitter. And it was like, it was a 3-2 pitch, and Aaron Judge just like got frozen. Yes. Like three to end I the game. Exactly. <laughs> and I remember I read the entire like tweet before, and then I, and then I pressed play. Dude, he gets <laughs> me. <laughs> I know what he's doing too, and he gets me every time. Every oh time. My God. I've, I've known what he's doing, and I read it, the Garrett Cole tweet, and then I just fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. I was like, oh, here comes some nasty break and stuff or something. And then Meadows put some 10 rows deep, and I'm like, you son of a bitch, Carabas. Uh, yeah, uh, but no. Well, but anyways, besides that, the you know the Tigers aren't that good. I mean, no, yeah, they've are, had uh, who wasn't that one no hitter, but yeah, they're actually they have a they, but they do have a better record than the Twins. <laughs> the Twins, uh, the, Tigers, I, Tigers right now winning percentage is four eighteen. The Twins are sitting at a cool four hundred. The the other day, Kevin sent the chat or a message to the chat, and he was just like, "Wow, this is crazy!" Like. uh I think it was like the Tigers like beat the Brewers, and he's like, "Oh my God, Twins losing to the Orioles." And I was just thinking in the back of my head, like I saw it after. And I'm like, I mean, the Twins aren't that good. Like, they, they could, yeah, I could, yeah, the Orioles could be beating the Twins because the Twins just aren't good. Dude, the the Twins stopped the Orioles, whatever losing. Streak. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Twins are just. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. The Twins are straight cheeks. They're, twins are bad. They're yeah, bu- no. they're booty. Remember- they're cheeks. Whatever you. <laughs> Whatever you say to describe a bad thing, they are that. I remember at the beginning, I think it was May or something, when I tweeted out, like, when the Cubs were, like, bad uh, and in last place, but, like, Kimbrel was great, and I'm, like, and, like, the Twins were blowing all their games, uh, and they're still doing that. Uh, and I was, like, you know, what could, like, the Cubs get from the Twins for Kimbrel? But, like, now, I mean, <laughs> the Twins, are, they're going to, like, be sellers. They're yeah. terrible. Oh, dude, if you go into – uh, like Twins Twitter and the Twins blog sphere or whatever, mm. they want to, they're ready to just blow it up. <laughs> what, can, what can we get for Buxton? What can we get for Mitch Garver? What can we get for, you know, what, like, let's start salvaging pieces and just <laughs> start over again because it's obviously done. It's over. Like, they're, I mean, their pitching's horrendous. Their pitching yeah. is, and they needed all of their pitchers to be, overperforming kind of like what the brewers do every year yeah. and none of them are like, it, it's bad. And I mean, you know, especially in a year that has been very pro pitching, 
and we're going to get to that in just a second. Oh, but, the sticky balls? <laughs> I mean, dude, they yeah, and fact checker Alex brought in a great point. They should blow it up because they have like four guys that are signed past this year. I know. I mean, so they're just not. It's, it's prime to just blow it up. And, um, but in a year, like, I mean, dude, fucking Rich Hill was the pitcher of the month for the month of May. <laughs> like, when you put this out on Friday, insert the Kevin Garnett, anything is possible soundbite. <laughs> because when I saw Rich Hill, Rich Hill's like 80 years old and he's out there breaking it off for people. Um, so, yeah. so I do have to ask you. I mean, entering the season, thought you know the Twins were going to be a threat in the uh, in the Central for the Sox. Uh, mm-hmm. Turns out they're not. But Cleveland, Cleveland is still right there. Cleveland still gives the Sox a lot of fits, dude. And then, and then because of the rain out, there's going to be a huge five game series. But that like actually last, second to last week that plays in the favor of the White Sox because they just canceled the game where they were starting Billy Hamilton and Larry Garcia in the outfield and are rescheduling it for a game where they'll probably have Aloy and Robert back. All right. All right. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't even want to say his name, Jose Ramirez. I don't even want, we're going to call him Voldemort from <laughs> now on. I'm just not even going to say his name. As soon as he's off that team, which they've been rumored <laughs> to be trading him for like two years now, the twins are, are the, uh, the Cleveland baseball team. Is dead in the water. He just he kills the White Sox, and it's almost to the point now where I want to be like, dude, give him three prospects and just get him on the White Sox. Pull an AJ Pruszynski <laughs> and just just do whatever you need to do. Uh, Kevin Zawaski, do I know you? Um, I don't know when Eloy's coming back. Uh, there's a lot of very promising videos going on Instagram. Um, of him walking with no sling, carrying a bat around. He's got his Cobra Kai headband on and all that stuff. But if I was going to bet on it, I'm still going to say September. Mm-hmm. I think we'll definitely start to see uh, like more stuff and like, we'll probably get something from Han. We'll probably get like an update, like injury update from him, like around all-star break, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, this guy's doing this, we expect this, but yeah, and I think we're still like maybe a month, month and a half away be- before we see him and, and Robert, you know, Get, like right. actually getting well, some work in. What they should be, what you should be focusing on as a Sox fan is Adam Engel probably is going to be back, maybe even this weekend. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But he's on the cusp, and they put Robert on the sixty-day IL. So if you do the math there, yeah, there you go. Han said in his presser this week. Um, if you do the math with the sixty-day, yeah, like an August return for Robert. So. Basically, hey man, you don't need him right now. You have Billy Hamilton, Billy the hitter. <laughs> I like to call him Billy, I, Billy Big Balls. Billy Big Balls. Billy Billy Big Balls taken home on Shane Bieber for an inside the park little league home run, even though they scored it a double with two errors. But I'm sorry to answer your question. The, the Indians are a huge, huge thorn in the White Sox paw. They're cruising this year. They run into the Indians. They look like a fucking little league team. The Indians, man, they just they, they can just pitch. They can just pitch, and then Jose Ramirez just kills you guys. And, and it seems to be that combination, and all the games against the Indians all go the same way, where it's like either the Sox or the Indians jump out to a very small lead, 
And then the game's always tied in like the fourth, fifth, and sixth <laughs> inning. And then it'll be close. And then the White Sox will take the lead in the seventh or eighth inning. And then the Twins will walk it off. Almost every game in Cleveland follows that pattern in one way, shape, or form. And you can take your time in the comments. You don't have to correct me. Fids, I'm not letting you in until you prove to me you're not frozen. Okay. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, right. I was just I was just very stoically still. There's a difference. Yeah. Well, you were sitting there like this. <laughs> stoically still. Uh, <laughs> what's what's up, going man? on, man? Oh, home, sweet home. I mean, not yeah. home, not my home, but. Wait, quick question, though. When did you move out of Chicago? How old were you? Uh, 2001. So I was 23. So 20 years ago. We were trying to figure out (laughs) at what point did you realize Bucktown to Evergreen Park was not a 20-minute ride? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I didn't realize that Los Angeles was in. I just, I, I I don't know why I assumed it was by the ballpark. But Mm. I I actually thought that you walked out your back door and walked right to Guaranteed Rate Field. That's what I thought. I thought that you were. No, we're so used to like out on the West Coast. Even though I mean Arizona isn't West Coast, but it's out west. It's like everything's just like just packed into the middle. Right. I've been gone so long that the Robert Taylor homes were still going when I left. They were still there. (laughs) That's how long it's been. Yeah, all that stuff's gone, dude. Yeah. Chicago's very different. Oh, and then Mel Magic points out Friday traffic too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, to get to Bucktown at EP, you'd still be in the car, dude. All right. You'd still be in the car. I don't mind taking the train. Trains are nice. But there's not a really good train route. I mean, you could it's take the metro train. I'd take the no, no, don't do that. <laughs> or a lift. Don't, yeah, do that. Don't take the red line. Um, <laughs> what we were talking about was uh, how Cleveland seems to be the thorn in the White Sox pause, no matter what they do. And, I mean, granted, they got Shane Bieber, who could have probably won a Cy Young again this year. Uh, and they seem to just pull these no-name pitchers. Well, not no-name, but they're in their system. I don't know what Cleveland's doing in their farm system with these pitchers, but whatever they're doing, sign me up. So, <laughs> it's kind of like the Braves kind of like the Braves back in the 90s. Like They, they just it's exactly somebody like out the there Braves, and they were just yeah. – I mean, come on, dude. The fucking Indians are throwing out a guy that's six foot seven, 110 pounds with dreads, and the dude's out there blowing 98 miles an hour up. And I'm just like, you got to be fucking kidding me with this kid, dude. Oh, my God. But hey, good for them. Good for them. You know what? That's the thing. But they should seriously probably trade Jose Ramirez. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> a good make move. You, make you very happy. Dude, White Sox Twitter would have a party. There would literally be a party, especially now that it looks like tailgating's coming back in a week. Yeah, you came a week early, dude. You you came a week early. You just missed it. Lori, June 11th, right? Yeah, Lori and the whole crew just announced that June 11th, everything's back to normal in Chicago. No restrictions. No nothing. So close. Uh, Kevin, just stay the week. I mean, I I can miss a flight. I mean, what else do I have to do back home? Yeah. Apparently, people in our comments want you to get shot in the face. So (laughs) don't listen to that. Thanks, Alex. Alex, I'm coming over your house. You're like a block away. I'm not too far from you, so you better be careful. I I don't have your address, though. But if you do take the red line, pick me up some DVDs, a couple pairs of socks. Dude, you get some good-ass deals on the red line, dude. Past 35th Street. (laughs) You just got to play your cards right, dude. 
Um, well, what if I'm wearing a 108 sweatshirt hoodie? Will, they, will that will that protect me with my they, they No one will know what the <laughs> hell you're talking about. Um, but the one thing that did come up that this is kind of a transition here, talking about Cleveland. I got to pull up the dude's name so I pronounce it really wrong. James? <laughs> no, James. Um, where Wait, no, he? I completely missed it. Who are you looking up? <laughs> uh, no, I'm looking up the pit. Yeah, James. Yeah, James Karinchuk. 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 One, one this, dude's a, this dude's a total fucking rubber. He's a complete, <laughs> what a douche canoe this dude is. Like, I get you're excited, like, and I'm all for people, like, showing emotion. Like, I'm not being hypocritical because, yes, I know I tweet how much I love it when Lance Lynn calls people slapdick motherfucker <laughs> when, you know, he turns around and screams. I love that all the emotion that the White Sox put. But this dude's not throwing, showing emotion. This dude's celebrating a win in May. Like, he just won game seven of the fucking ALCS. Like, and it was like, okay, bud, like, there's emotion and then there's your being a douchebag. And he was being a bit of a douchebag. And even before he even started pitching in that game, he, like, grabbed his catcher by the back of the neck and was, like, talking to him. Like, it looked like this end of the <laughs> Titanic or something. He was trying to, was trying to rub yeah, off the pine tar off his hand. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> next, next wet. Hello. Clear, clear as day. Clear as day. You can see homeboy with – first of all, if you're going to cheat, don't have a bright red mitt, you dumbass. Yeah. So he's got a bright red mitt, and you can see on the inside pocket, right by where the, the webbing is, there's a huge black spot. And he's digging his fingers in there, and you can literally see his fingers like pluck out of there. Like, and then he flings the ball, too. He flips, yeah, flips and then the he ball. flips the ball a couple and times he, to spread it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Steve Stone right away. And I love wow. that's why the White Sox have the best broadcast team in the nation. Steve Stone right away was like, slow that down, zoom in. He's like, yeah, I don't know about you, but I don't see too many gloves with a black spot inside the webbing. And it's just like, and so the video's and going said, all over the place. Go ahead. Says, a friend once told me that if you rub the glove, <laughs> right? Like he played it so well, like he was pretending, he was actually like a magician that's not mm -hmm. trying to give away the trick, but trying to point your eyes in the right direction for you to figure out the trick. And yep. so he's, he's not, he's not narking, but he's like, Hey, watch this like keep your eye on the left hand because the right hand's just misdirection that that was that was the best part about it stoney kept the rules i guess you want to call the rules of not narking but he like not narked narked which is great yeah and i mean it was super obvious the, the video got picked up by national media uh we are talking sticky balls that's awesome um <laughs> it got picked up by national media like uh john boy media tweeted out a breakdown and all that uh espn like Everybody but the major MLB accounts, <gasps> shocker, tweeted out the video. And then all of a sudden there was this meeting, you know, to discuss. Like the, like the next day. <laughs> yeah, to discuss basically pitchers cheating. And I'm trying to pull up the, the tweet that I was laughing about. John Heyman tweeted out uh, on Thursday around 2 o'clock, uh, evidence was presented at the MLB owners meeting to suggest that the use of illegal – illegal foreign substances by pitchers trying to enhance spin rates and get an edge is quote, very prevalent really? <laughs> quote, in the game. So the crackdown will now commence in Ernst. Mm, well, now's the time. Well, my the response first... is no shit. And, and like... who, who had their worst day? Who had their worst start of the season today? Uh, in New York. Was it New York? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was in New York. What's his name? Um, 
Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. Cole. Cole had a rough day. But now we're at the point when after the next two, three weeks, everyone's going to overanalyze every bad start and assume that if you if you get lit up tomorrow, they're like, oh, he must have he must have taken his substances off of his glove this time. So it's going to be a while to figure out really who it really was because some guys just had bad starts. Some guys yep. are cheating, and now you're going to see it's going to have to take like four to six weeks before you really start figuring out like which guys are actually cheating. Because some guys just have bad starts. It happens. Just because Cole had a bad start doesn't mean he's a cheater, but... The funny the funny smoke. part was how yeah. they like started the season, and they're like, guys... Guys, we're gonna be, uh, you know, we're gonna be cracking down on this. But like, if you get caught, you're not getting in trouble. But we are gonna be taking balls that look suspicious. And then the pitches are like, all right, so I'm not gonna get punished. So I'm just gonna keep doing right. what I was doing before. I mean, nothing ever you just happened. Told me nothing's gonna happen to me. And nothing ever happened to uh, homeboy from the Cardinals after they took his hat. That literally the brim was black. Yeah. For half of it, that, that was funny because like, it's sunscreen that had it on a microscope fun. right now. Because a lot of people were like, uh, like that was like cla- it was classic Joe West because Joe West did kind of make it about himself. Because like if you do that, he should have just ejected him. Like he just like you can't just be like, oh, caught you, you get to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. But it was the just same like they didn't say to Kimberly, they took his hat preemptively, didn't they? Like yeah, nobody, like, they, I, they, they talk like between innings, and then Kimbrel is has looked even better since then. So, so fuck all the people who said like, "Oh, Kimbrel was cheating." Oh, well, everyone's yeah. gonna say that though. And I saw. Go ahead. I was gonna say Dodgers fans are out here saying that Gio is cheating, and everyone else is looking at Bauer and saying maybe Bauer is cheating. I don't think Bauer is actually cheating. Ba- I don't Bauer's think Bauer's <laughs> Bauer's cheating. Dude. You think so? That's Bauer. The funniest thing you've ever said, Kevin. Bauer's. <laughs> Bauer is kingpin <laughs> of cheating, dude. He Trevor straight Bauer, up admits it. Trevor Bauer, Bauer, I forget what year it was, in 2019 when he was like bitching yes. for like m- the entire year that there was no way the Houston Astros could have all their pitchers have these spin rates without cheating. And then he had even better spin rates the year after it, it, while still saying, while still saying, like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not cheating. You Even got, though I just said there is no for, way you can possibly pitch like this unless you're cheating. For the people in the comment or the people that listen to the podcast, I want it to be known that there's people in the comments saying that they agree with Fitz. So I really think Bauer's cheating like a motherfucker. I mean, but, he's, I, I know Alex just said that he's been in the top just because you could be in the top like 10% of the, the spin rates, but like he literally said there's no way. Anyone can humanly do this without cheating, and then he did that. <laughs> now, I'll be honest. I want Bauer to be a cheater. I want, <laughs> but I don't think he is I a cheater. Think I didn't you think just he might get what you want. No, the funny, the funny part is, uh, I think it was, uh, was it like late last week or something? There was a, I think it was in the LA Times. Uh, Trevor Bauer was like, uh, I'm going to look back at the video, look at all the metrics, and see what's going on because he like kept, he's giving up a lot of home runs or something, mm-hmm. and everyone's like. Close the wrong eye. You're not you're not cheating as much anymore. <laughs> so, but just back to the topic, I'm very curious to see the fallout from this. There, someone's going to be the example. There's going to be some pitcher that they're going to catch, and they're going to give them an you know kind of an over the top suspension or fine or whatever. Hopefully, it's not on either one of our teams. But who's your pick? Who do you think? If you were to pick one guy in the show right now that that's going to be the one that they ding and make an example of, 
Do you think it'll be an actual marquee guy, or you think they're going to dig nah. some dude that's like trying nah, to like, trying to hang I think, on? To I think it's going to be douche canoe in Cleveland because he's so he's that big of a knob <laughs> that he won't care that all eyes are on him, and he's going to roll out for his next save, and they're just going to be like, "Hey, asshole, give us your glove," and then he's going to get suspended for a week. I, I hope it's him. Yeah, I hope it's him because um, I have the other Cleveland closer, and I get mad every time they don't use him because he's on my fantasy. And I'm <laughs> no, like, "What was, the fuck? Get this guy out of here!" Did you see him breathing during that Abreu at bat? I thought he was having an asthma attack. He's such it's, a douche. No, he's man. such a spaz. I, I remember him last year. I'm like, my god, such a douchebag. No, he's been like that last year. I remember last such year the, was the first time I ever like saw him uh, pitching against the Cubs, and then like, obviously we see him more now uh, when he's. Uh, when he pitches against the Sox, but, but he's just a fucking spaz out there. It's it's annoying. He is a huge douchebag, but I think it's. I really think I don't think it's going to be like a Garrett Cole. I think it might be if you're going to do pitching tiers. I think it might be like a tier three or below guy. Mm-hmm. Well, you we had Chase and Trevon, and he talked about it. These guys, some of these guys, they're not using illegal substances, but they're using the sweat on their. And now it's the summertime. It's getting or not summer yet, but close. Mm-hmm. It's getting warm. They're using the sweat from their arms. They rub their arms. No one's asking you to rub off. If you rub your arm, you're just could be. Yeah, that's. Sick. I got no problem with that. And, and that's. I want to see what they're going to actually. What type of substances they have found on these baseballs? Ooh, the, the actual. The actual <laughs> science. I want to know the biology. Yeah, like, get the black is, light over them. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> they're going to see some uh, some children on the ball. Like, <laughs> my God, the entire the, the entire Dodger staff has been using bull semen. What the hell? No, yeah. Um, like, <laughs> like whatever you got to use. I guess and we you found a Houston secret weapon. Uh, but bulls. So that's a big thing. And then, so the White Sox got a nice four game series. Uh, Oh, Fidge, you're getting invites to house parties and shit now in the comments. Damn, dude. Um, Wait, what? Here we go. Homie wants to know if you want to come over and watch the game. Look, I'm not going to turn down a bought beer. I'll tell you that right now, though. That's that's. I, I have a um, – well, actually, I, if I'm a shit show, yes, maybe. But I, I, that's hard for me. So yep. if you want to if you want to see a shit show. Fidge's DMs are open. Um, <laughs> oh, they've, they've been hit quite a bit lately, actually. So – the burner account, I think, which I might be human trafficked. I'm not sure, but good. It's nice to be wanted. Uh, the White Sox got a welcomed four game series now against uh Detroit. Hopefully, they can at least take three out of four there. But nice the one... little sandwich there, Baltimore, yes. Cleveland, Detroit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but the one thing that I do want to mention because it is a it's a pretty hot topic and there's a couple things really in uh, White Sox Twitter land that are going on that are big but the first thing I want to talk about is your Mercedes I think we I think we figured out uh, who's not who's the odd man out when first and, everybody yes. else comes back <laughs> first and foremost you if, you're, so? if you're this surprised that a career minor leaguer can't keep a 400 batting average pace up <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He looks terrible. And I'm going to the say this. Splits I'm, are crazy. I'm going to say this once. And I'm going to and we're not going to harp on it. We're not going to keep talking about it. I'm just going to say this one time on the show. One this time. Nothing to do. Nothing to do with Tony LaRusa. 
Yeah, because he was struggling before. This has nothing to do with that. That is a that is I know that's why I'm doing this, Kevin, because I want to come for me. This has nothing to do with what Tony LaRusso did. This has nothing to do with it. What this has to do is a guy who's been in minor league in Puerto Rico and probably like you know my church league and a bunch <laughs> of other teams for the last ten years, finally getting a shot at his MLB, coming out of the gates, nobody knew how to pitch to him, coming out hot. League he put out a month's worth of tape, and the league figured him out. And yes, he's still going to hit absolute piss missiles. Those are still going to come. He is a strong, strong man with a good swing. But, and I mean, I'm going to say this tonight, and Casey Mize is going to give him a fucking ball on a tee, and he's going to put it on the goddamn Dan Ryan. But they figured him out, man. They're hitting him with a lot of off-speed stuff. They know with two strikes he's not going to do the leg kick, and they're starting to... Yeah, the circle changed. They're dropping it down. I want to. I want to read the splits right now because go ahead. It's fucking insane. So April eighty-two at bats, he slashed four fifteen, four fifty-five, six fifty-nine. His OPS was at eleven thirteen. In May ninety-five at bats, he slashed two twenty-one, two ninety-two, three twenty-six slugging. His slugging dropped more than three hundred points. His OPS was at six nineteen. So what happened, and it started in early May, all of a sudden he was still hitting with um, with two strikes, but he was hitting base hits. And I was like, hey, you know what? You'll take I'm it. Yeah. That. Move the fucking lineup, get on base, let's keep it going. But then all of a sudden, even those base hits, they just, that shit wasn't happening. That's just not happening, Mike. And that's it. And you, know and, gets, you know what gets masked by this all, too, is that his 3-0 homer, people are like, oh, he hit a 3-0 homer and he got benched. He hit a 3-0 home run off of a position player. He wasn't running hot when he hit that ball already at that point. You know, he he had to get it off. He had to get off a dude that's literally not not a pitcher. Like so, like but but like he hit a homer and then and then after that homer it just fell off. No, it's not the homer where he fell off. The homer was a freebie. That was oh a, literally a freebie. Hold for on a second. Keep talking. I just want to. No, no. I'm going to pull up his baseball savant. But and, and scores. when the league adjusts you, the league adjusts you. You oh. saw that with Lou Bob last year. Uh, Robert got adjusted too, and then he made. You have to adjust, and that's the thing is. My question is, you look at a guy, and this, I don't want to say this, and I, want, I have to really reserve how I say this because I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm body shaming anybody, but the guy is physically doesn't look like someone that, that is – He's a big you know, boy. He's a big boy, and he's a guy that I've, I've coached against guys and seen guys that were fantastic hitters, but physiologically they weren't taking care of their bodies. And eventually in a major league season over 162, even 60 games in – your body's going to start giving out a little bit if you're not in physical, in good physical shape. Frank That's Thomas wasn't point. out of shape. He was just a big guy. This That's is not a, a guy. This is a very round. He looks like the Michelin man sometimes. And 5'11", 250 pounds. You know, he's a big boy. He's a you know, That's thick he, with three C's. If he were, <laughs> if he was playing at 220, I'd say this is, this is less of an issue. He's playing 250 and he's not even six feet. That's not good. Um, that's not muscle. That's not, that's, that's mass. That's, and that's another thing too, is the body breaks down. The mind breaks down. The mind and the body are two things. So when they're when he does have the body breakdown, the mind's going to start falling a little bit. And maybe he, maybe Larusa maybe got into his head a little bit. But to make that as the excuse, it's not. There's so many different variables and factors into this he, that that showcase that this was already on its way. And there's a reason why he is who he is and why it's taken so long. And when you look at the physiological, you you, you know, and I think he's still going to bounce back. But this is his test now. Are you going to adjust? And if he can't adjust, if he's not willing to make the adjustments, if he's just going to keep banging his head against the wall, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna expose him for, 
for something. And that's 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 a red flag for organizations to see right, that here it's you not go, making adjustments. Oh, here we go. There's a couple of things I want to point out on this. I want you to look at the max exit velocity. Good. K rate, bad. Chase rate, really bad. Well, way, hold on, hold on, hold on. The comments, comments. Yumper said body types, nothing to do with it. Tony Gwynn proved that. Tony Gwynn wasn't big until the end of his career. Tony Gwynn was right. a point guard hold at the Hold on, hold on, When he came into the league. He was a home run hitter when he came into the league. He was hold he on. bombs. What well, we're not going to do on this show is, one, by no means is he fat shaming. Nope. Two, don't bring up analogy. Uh, Tom Brady, again, Tom Brady was drafted 250, whatever. Why everybody drafted that? No, just because one or two guys can do it doesn't mean it's the norm. It means they're that special. How many Tony leaders Gwynn, in Major League Baseball look like Mercedes? Tony Gwynn was a one-of-a-kind athlete, mm -hmm. period. Depending, he could have been 4'11", 500 pounds, and Tony Gwynn was a one of – or he could have been 6'6", 245 chiseled. He's still – what he was able to do with a baseball bat, we might not ever see again. All Kevin is saying is he's wondering if Yerman is built for a 162-game major league season. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a fair question to say that. But also, I my biggest concern with Yerman is on this chart right here, look at the goddamn chase rate. Ooh. Yes, okay, so so and I wanted to focus on that because yeah. the, the chase uh, – and I was going to look it up, but of course, Alex already had it. So thanks for looking that up already, Alex. And I know <laughs> people hate it, but I mean, BAPIP is a thing. His BAPIP was 447 in April, 257 in May. And yep. like, it's all, it's all fun and games when you're chasing and you get these like little blue pits and you know, everybody loves the blue singles, you know, the ground ball is just out of the reach <laughs> of the shortstop. But a lot of those also means you, those aren't particularly the, all the hardest hit balls, mm -hmm. and once you keep chasing and chasing, you're going to get weak pop-ups. You're going to get more just soft grounders, and that's what we saw with Yerman. Yeah, yeah. you love the approach on two strikes, no leg kick, but you're not, but see, you're not hitting then, the ball hard. The other thing that, that, massive, that exit velocity, by the way, I can't take my eye off it. I'm sorry. That just, I'm seeing that well, 99 That's the thing. Woo. But look at that's the thing though. That's softball. That's, the, softball. that's no, that's his max. That's his that's his max, Kevin. That was the piss rocket the he hit. Average the is average is terrible. in the lower nineteenth percentile, and yeah. the hard hit percent <laughs> oh, yeah. is in the eighth percentile. Never his mind. max he hit the hard one of the hardest balls of the season, but that was the one time. One. Yeah, one time. But I don't know. I just think the league is adjusted to him. I think there's a yeah. month's worth of tape out on him, and they're they're seeing how to approach him with two strikes. He's not surprising anybody anymore by getting rid of the leg kick mm -hmm. and just shortening his swing. But I want to speak on that, too. Look at the seg – I'm killing segways today. <laughs> Talking about leg kicks, and I don't know if you saw this, Kevin, because you were traveling, although you might have saw that. I tweeted it out. But I got to give a huge, huge props – to our friends over at Sox Machine, particularly Jim um, Margolis. Um, he wrote an article, and he admittedly was writing an article about how Jake Lamb is on the uptrend. Mm -hmm. And as he was writing the article, he realized that in the middle of the game, I, I can't remember what game, in the middle of the game, Jake Lamb was like, fuck the leg kick. And he got rid of it. And then all of a sudden, since that point, He's been hitting – he's been a very decent player for the White Sox lately. Tweaks. And, yeah. Tweaks. And, yeah, it was a huge tweak, though. He got rid of uh, the leg kick. He lit it, Watch him bat tonight. Like, he's just taking a, a small – it's like a slide step. 
And he's in the left field tonight, which the White Sox outfield tonight is scary as shit. I'm Matty, Mitch, Matty Mitch makes a really good point in the chat, too. And I know, I mean, he was kind of throwing it out there as a little bit of a, a this was a, yeah, it was a jab, but, but he's is, making a good point. This is true. It's true. For those of you, for those of you listening, I mean, for those of you listening, he said, Matty Mitch said, same thing will happen to Patrick Wisdom by next month. If you've been, Absolutely. if you're a White Sox fan or you just haven't been paying attention, Patrick Wisdom has been hitting the cover off the ball for the Cubs lately, hitting bombs after bombs. But you're absolutely right, Matty. The league is going to adjust to him. But yep. the big thing is the difference between good players and flash in the plan, flash, flash in the pan players is how they fucking adjust after the league adjusts. That's the biggest thing. That's what we saw with Luis Robert. Luis Robert is a very good baseball player. He adjusted. It took him a month. It cost, him, too. it cost him rookie of the year, but he adjusted. And he was a better baseball. He is a better baseball. I'm not talking about him like he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but Rest in peace. Yeah. But, and, yes, Jake Lamb was good with Oakland last year. but And he's always been a to- uh, La Russa guy. Russo, when they were in Arizona together, Larissa was talking about him like he was the next Mike Trout. He's like, he's a franchise player, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, just getting rid of the leg kick. And shout out again to Sox Machine. I tweeted the article out earlier. It's a great read. Great find on that, though, the stats after that. And then before we switch to the Cubs, because we do need to switch to the Cubs because both teams deserve their roses because both teams are doing very good right now in first place. White Sox game one versus the Tigers are coming at them with an outfield of Adam Eaton in right, Jake Lamb in left, and Billy Big Balls in center. Billy Big Balls. And your boy, Lori. Uh, Lori Legend. Yeah, Madrigal, Madrigal gets a day off. Whatever, that's fine. I got He's a question. Busy. What? Yes, I've created 10 burners to vote All-Star Madrigal into the All-Star game. How, how long are we going to see Lori Garcia – is it possible that he gets DFA'd when everybody yes. gets back to health? Is that is he the guy that so we're going to see uh, go bye-bye? I'm going to get yelled at for this by White Sox Twitter, which is fine. If Jake Lamb stays on this pace, Garcia might be the one to go. I think it just depends on uh, whoever has the option. Billy Hamilton has a place on this team. He's a pitch runner. He's a defensive replacement, and he's more than earned that. He's a yes. veteran. Right. He's a veteran. So it, it really it really comes down. Mendick's the first guy to go down because they can option him. He can yeah. go back and forth, whatever. Yeah. Mendick's the first guy to go down. But then when it comes down, it's literally Lamb versus Lurie Garcia because you got to make room for Robert. You got to make room for Eloy. You got to make room for – because obviously when Vaughn is better, Sheets goes back down. When – Probably well when Copa gets better, Burr goes back down. Um, but then it's gonna be two guys. I think uh, yeah, it's gonna be if Yermin doesn't turn around. Yermin's probably gonna go down. And now there's this whole there's already a hashtag trade Yermin. Yermin, <laughs> bro, that's out the window, man. That's, wow. Yeah, you're not getting. And, and I'll tell you right now, paid Major League Baseball scouting departments and talent acquisition departments, they're not dumb. They know that I'm probably going to let this guy do this for more than a month before I give up a prospect for him, before I make a deal for him. So, I mean, it's just not – it is what it is. But I hope – I want to be very clear on this too. I, I don't know if there's anybody more that wants Jermaine to figure it out because obviously he figures it out. The team's better. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't care what has to happen. I want the White Sox to keep winning. And then last but not least, Lance Lynn is a demigod. <laughs> All hell, Lance Lynn. He's pitching not, Thursday night. But dude, I can't he, believe. He, he, he's not the god. He's just a god. You remember I can't believe that there were like Sox fans who were like against that trade. The Lance Lynn trade? Yeah. It's because it was a textbook case of people getting too close to prospects. It, yeah, it was that. But like Lance Lynn was like the perfect fit for like the team. It was and like the hard ass just. And it's showing. He should have yeah. said, I'm an asshole, but yeah. I'm here to do whatever I got to do to have the team win. He's striking dudes out and turn around and going fucking pussy on national TV. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love this guy. You I want to drink a hundred. I want to drink a hundred beers with Lance Lynn. But. Yeah, people were just too attached to Dane Dunning. Who Dane Dunning's, he's fine. You know what I mean? He's yeah, he, he's doing fine. okay. Had a good hit in an interleague game the other day. Like he's fine. Oh, definitely extend Lance Lynn. You like guys he want was to hashtag do that hashtag. Like Lance Lynn has been good for like the past like three seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, like this wasn't a oh he was good in twenty twenty. Like no, like he was. He's been really fucking good. Yes, and, and he's continued it. Yeah. Dunning is decent. That's fine. This is a classic case of people getting too married to prospects, and a little bit of outcome bias too. Not not letting let, not letting Lance Lynn get his sea legs together on a right. new fran- like with a new team. Like it takes a little time, and and then finding I don't even think he was great from like his first start out. <laughs> True, but but you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like it, it no, wasn't I, got like, you. I think yeah. people expected if you, the Dunning was so overvalued. That they expect him to go out there and just shove smoke rings every single what time out. Is, and what the fuck is Dale Dunning, Dane Dunning, even doing this year? I mean, I, I mean, know he's, he's fine. decent. He's fine. I think he got he's lit okay. up by the Sox that one game. Yeah. I think he has like a sub four ERA. He's like in the threes, I think. Yeah, like he's on. been, he's been good. Like the Rangers have like a pretty good uh, starter in him. Uh, it, but in terms of like starting pitchers, like if there's like one guy who I can see Sox fans being like a little annoyed uh, at or like upset about, it, it's Dallas Keuchel. Well, That's yeah, number Dale- five. <laughs> Dallas Keuchel is our fifth starter, and he's a damn fine fifth yeah. starter. And like, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like the contract wise, it's so, like, oh, oh yeah. we paid this guy, and he's like our fifth starter. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't even get annoyed with that. It's oh, yeah, the no, first no. week of June. He's gonna be fine. It's just, it's just I mean, incredible. It's Rod- incredible Rodon, that- Rodon had a step back. Cease had a step back against Cleveland. It's a 162 game season. It's not a 60 game sprint anymore. This is back to, back to the marathon. It's the first week of June. We have arguably the best pitching staff in baseball. I'm not going to get upset because of one bad game by these guys. And I'm looking who's right the Dodgers now. Number, who, like who's the Dodgers number five? Uh, I'll look that up. And Dylan C. Number five. Like that's when you look at Dallas Keuchel. Measure Dallas Keuchel against the Padres number five, the Yankees number five. You know, look at the number fives on other rotations, and you tell me that that's not one of the best, if not the best, number five in Major League Baseball, with a veteran presence, a guy that gets out and can 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 go out there and get it done. And you know, and if he's not getting it done, you don't need to use him in a postseason playoff scenario if he's not. Like, but he has a it's a consistent guy that's going to go out there every fifth day and do the job. And as at the back end of your rotation, I would that's, a, that's I'd give my left arm so... for a guy like that at the back of the rotation. He's great. Dunning started. Team. He started eleven games. He's got a four six seven ERA with a one four two clip. No, never mind. I thought he was doing better than that. Yeah, <laughs> and he's he's thrown fifty two innings in eleven starts. Uh oh, good question here from Alex. As brought up, and I forgot about that. Uh, the Cleveland Rodon has his first like rough start, and I think it wasn't like awful, awful, but obviously it wasn't um that good. What, what question are you looking at? Pull it up. Yeah, the Rodon the, one. The, the, like. The, 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 uh, the, like, are you at right? all 
concerned. Obviously, you do, you're not going to expect Rodon to keep up his like sub two ERA. No. Um. So, and obviously he's been he's been fucking. I mean, he's been the best pitcher on the staff. Yeah. But uh, like, are you at all concerned? Because like, I mean, we talked about last week. Ha- like, can't or like, tip your caps, Rodon. He's been. F- did all the work in the offseason, whatever it was, coming back from the injuries. He's looked great. But in the back of your head, it's like, uh, injuries? Well, I'm more – with Carlos Rodon, I'm more worried about injuries than regression. I think he'll be a solid pitcher all year round. Not every start's going to be a no-hitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's going to have some shitty starts. I, I'm definitely – but I'm very no. much – all right, Kev. Uh oh, hold on. Can you hear me? Yes. We can hear you, but we can't see you. My bad. Hold on. Let me do this. It's fine. I'm not worried about Carlos Rodon's, uh, like his stuff and what he has. I'm just, I'm, I'm worried about injury. I'm worried about longevity. Because uh, you talked about it a little bit with Yerman and stuff like that. Just, I just, I'm worried about his body holding up. He looks to be um, in great shape. He looks everything, but yeah. So, so you know how, like, during the off season and even like in spring training, there's like the talk of, uh, well, you know, like how guys are going to be managed just like from not pitching a full season last year and this year mm-hmm. and trying to avoid injuries. Have you like seen any talk about like, like, are there any plans to like give uh, like for the Sox like just uh, skip a guy one time through the rotation or like or like all systems go because right now like I'm thinking about the Cubs. And, like, there really hasn't been the whole, oh, I, I mean, yes, for Alzali, there has been, like, a couple starts where, like, they're limiting him. But, like, that's just, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just overall him. He hasn't pitched a full year in, like, four years. But, like, the whole talk of, like, oh, we're going to need, like, the extra starters. Uh, you know, we're going to need a whole bunch of guys to fill in these innings. And I guess, you know, Kopik has made a few starts. Um, but other than that, has there been like much talk about like, oh, we're gonna need some guys to make some starts here soon or something? No, and I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised. Do the Cubs have guys like Kopik or Crochet that they? So they've had they've had Keegan Thompson. He's made a couple starts, Mm -hmm. um, but he's been like in the bullpen now. And they've had Alec Mills, and like he was about to make a start, but then he got hurt, and he's been rehabbing uh, for a couple weeks now. Um, but other than that, I can't, I, oh, uh, they, they just brought up Cole Stewart for a double header or no, or no. Well, let's see. They had like their 13th guy go on the injured list and Trevor Williams. So they brought up Cole Stewart so that they have had a couple of guys who've made some starts mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it. Cause what I'm thinking is, you know, once you get into these dog days and end of June, July and August, that's when the White Sox, and I'm going to answer one of the questions too. That's when the White Sox are going to see like Michael Kopech taking a spot start. Mm-hmm. Garrett, I mean, shit, I wouldn't be surprised. I know they're saying they're slow playing Garrett Crochet, but he was drafted as a starter. You know what I mean? And what am I? They're taking it easy on him, though. They're aren't they? taking it That's really easy with him. They, I, yeah. literally, I, I they literally said that they were going to give him one inning spots, and then the next or the night that they quoted that he came out and threw two innings. Yep. <laughs> oh. so, I'm not taking what their word, but yes, they do need to take it slow with him. But I really think you're going to see a lot more Michael Kopik spot starts, mm-hmm. you know, just to kind of get through these rough 
middle June, July days and shit like that. And then I've been worried about Dallas Keuchel's health from day one. Since the beginning of the season, I thought something wasn't right with his back. So the good thing is the White Sox have a couple arms. I mean, yeah, you guys have the depth, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not too worried about that. But, like, uh, Raylo is going backwards. He's getting shelled. Which... Oh, you know, I, you could tell that, uh, you know, he's been passed up. Because the guy who got called up, I mean, I don't know if it was a scheduling thing. Like, if mm-hmm. Lopez just wasn't on the five-day schedule or what. But, I mean, they brought up Jimmy Lambert to start yeah. uh, against – uh, in that doubleheader, and not he Reynolds. Threw, he, and he threw well. He threw well. Uh, yes, he threw guy, way better guy, than I thought. Ju- he jumped from those minor league baseballs to a, <laughs> the regular major league balls and was like, oh, high spin rate. What's going on? Welcome back. Because those minor league balls are so bad. that That's that's a huge thing that people are like underestimating, too. I think, I, I think we talked about Well, I don't know who I was talking to about it. Maybe Alex, even, actually. We were talking about how this could be a really good start for him just because what he was doing down in the minors, he gets up here and he gets these these – obviously deader balls that allow the spin rate to be a little bit more accelerated. He's probably going to have a little bit better of an outing. And he threw really well. I thought for, for like for that start, I, I thought that was a really good start. And yeah. Was- and I mean, and I do want to make one thing clear. Raylo isn't state like he's not looking bad because he's getting shelled. Cause yes, he's throwing a bouncy ball. He looks bad cause he's walking people. He's he just, he looks bad guys. It's just, it looks bad. And it's, it's tough for a pitcher to, for lack of a better term, find his sea legs in triple A because you are throwing a bouncy ball. But if you're walking people, that's a different story. So I don't know. But I do want to talk about the cut. This is the first time you can record that because <laughs> I, I want to. I'm glad Joe's going to give us four minutes to talk about the clip tonight. <laughs> I tried 20 minutes ago and I we got did. sidetracked. Uh, the Cubs are probably arguably one of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball right now. Um, winning, I don't even know. know. It's Let's see, well, they're nineteen and eight. I mean, they lost. They, and they're best, defeated in June. They lost on put, May twenty second and May thirtieth, and then the rest. Let's is put it in dogs. perspective. Their May record was the best May record for the Chicago Cubs since nineteen seventy seven. And a big reason for that is out of nowhere. Like I don't think any podcast called that this was coming. No one was talking about it. Like, I don't, I really don't think anybody brought it up, but Chris Bryant is playing really well this year. I'm kind of really disappointed. I'm very disappointed that Fitz <laughs> did not bring this up before I'm, the season started. I'm enjoying the ride, but yeah, I never I'm, mentioned it in the off season. No, we it never is crazy. It, it is crazy how guys who went through a year that was like never seen before, and then they came back and like they're actually back to their selves mm-hmm. and they're actually playing to their career numbers and their talent is actually good. And I mean, Chris Bryant, <laughs> Chris Bryant is in the, he's in the MVP conversation. Chris Bryant, like Chris Bryant is MVP contention. Uh, Rizzo's like doing his Rizzo thing. Bias, like the on base percentage is awful, but that's just hybrid bias. But he's like six in home runs, second in RBIs. He's, he has a 130 WRC plus since the first week of April when the Cubs hit. had like two hits a game. Yep. Everything's like basically that. Wilson Contreras, really damn good. Uh, and then you have the guys, you know, uh, I think Maddie brought him up earlier. And you take it. You take whatever you got because the Cubs have had a whole – they've had the most injuries. Yes, the Sox have had like higher profile guys get injured mm-hmm. and lost for big chunks of the season, obviously. 
Cubs have like they had at one point thirteen guys on the injured list from their forty man roster. Um, and then you have guys like Patrick Wisdom coming up, mm-hmm. fucking being beast for like a week. And if it's just a week, you'll take it because that that was huge because he replaced another guy who came in and filled in for guys who mm-hmm. weren't like doing anything. And that was Matt Duffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have like Jake Marisnik. He was doing great. And then he got hurt. Um, and Nico Horner, had... Nico Horner too. Like where people like Nico Horner, yeah, Nico Horner. thought he was <laughs> playing mm-hmm. so well. And then when Nico went down, everyone's like, oh, here we go again. And instead of like, someone actually said it the other day, right now the Cubs are doing what the Cardinals used to do. They're just yeah. throwing dudes <laughs> out there and they're just, hello, what? And of course we know that Wisdom uh, is a, was one of the, you know, a top prospect for the Cardinals for a while. So this is even, it's even kind of funnier that it's, it's he's one of those yep. guys, but yeah, they're just throwing dudes out there. And it's like, next man up, next man up. Oh, you went mm-hmm. down. All right. Hey, you, Henry Rowengardner, come on in your turn. And Henry Rowengardner goes three for four and hits two jacks. Like, it's like, what? There's something, it's, it's a little magical, but it's also, I think a testament to the no panic in a, in a clubhouse that's been around winning for enough time now. That's also rallied around. Hey, let's, I like it. I like our gig. Let's not ruin a good thing. So if we have to go, if we have to lock in and get it done, let's get it done. And and right now it is it is almost like a it's major league. You know they're ripping they're ripping a piece of clothing off Tom Ricketts every time they win because Tom Ricketts doesn't want to spend a dollar uh, to improve this team. I mean, imagine if they had a number one first off, but but these guys are going out there and you're finding well, new heroes well, every Kevin, day. Well, Kevin, you know what we have to get on, on on board with now. We have to get on the trade for Max Scherzer uh, train yep. here. I wonder if it'll take like four teenage prospects. See, like no, a, uh, no, like I'm not going to do that because I'm going to be positive. I'm not going to do that because I've been doing that for the past five months. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm going to be positive. Um, <laughs> so there's actually a trade, speaking of you, Darvish, like when the Dodgers traded for him in 2017, you can kind of do a comparable trade of what it looked like then. Uh, what it could look like now, and then and then the Nationals have it's it, it, it's going to get weird with the Nationals because the Nationals have like all that weird deferred money for Scherzer, so you have no clue like how that's going to play in. But as I said in the intro of the show, Jed Hoyer is on record, and we're going to fucking hold him to it. Financial flexibility to make in-season moves if we believe the roster can compete. If the roster is competing. Mm-hmm. Go make a fucking move. I hope and he does. I really, I, I really hope he does for you, bud. I really do. I, again, I don't think it's going to happen. I want to bring this. On the fucking record, go do it then. I want to bring this to the attention of the, the crowd here. So I, I sorted all of Major League Baseball by just batting average. Just batting average. Shout out to Nick Castellanos for having the best batting average in baseball right now. Chris Bryant. Number six. You remember Mercedes still at 11. <laughs> Yoan Moncada at 15. Tim Anderson and Nick Madrigal tied for 19th best batting average in the league. When, although mm. I ask you, when will people get off Nick Madrigal's nuts <laughs> and just let the man be, dude? He's a top 28 batting average in baseball right now. Fuck. Sorry. Even all stars though. <laughs> I'm trying. Making talk about oh, wait, no, I actually though. do want how many okay, let's let's look at the rosters here. How many realistic all stars do you think each side could have? So I did my all I did one real ballot today. Okay, okay. I think Yoan Moncada's an all-star. I think Chris Bryant's an all-star. I think those are like 
they need to be all stars. Mm-hmm. I can make a case for Nick Magical. I really can. Like if you sort by Marcus Simeon though. Fuck a Marcus Simeon. Mark, have you seen Marcus Simeon's numbers? Hold on, I'm though? pulling it up right now. Marcus Simeon doesn't have enough at bats to qualify for these stats. He doesn't. No. What? Okay, well then. Nick Madrigal has the best batting average for qualified batters in the American League for second baseman. But I think Moncada is the surefire position dude for the White Sox. Wait, hold on. Marcus Simeon is already at a 3.2 war? <laughs> yeah. No, Marcus Simeon's sick, dude. Um, no, I think Marcus Simeon is going to make an all-star. <laughs> yeah. It's just the thing is he's been hurt a lot, though. Yeah. How many games has he played? I mean, he has he only, he has 216 at bats, but he has he's slashing 301, 372, 546 oh. with 13 home runs. How many at bats? 216. Wait, no, Magic only has 182 at bats this year. Yeah, I'm looking at uh 2021 so far. Oh, the fuck on. But as I'm looking this up. 54 games so far for Marcus Simeon. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Then why wouldn't he be qualified on these lists? I don't know. Marcus Simeon. He's on the Blue Jays, right? Yes. Is this one of those things? Oh, no. Here we go. Yeah, 216 <laughs> at bat. Why the fuck is he not on this list? I don't know. That's pretty weird. That is pretty weird. Anyways, um, I think Moncada is the only position player for the White Sox. That's like a, a lock. A lock. Um, and then you got to go to the pitching staff. And I, I agree with Alex. Lynn's, a, Lynn's an all-star. Uh, Rodon's an all-star. Hendricks is an all-star. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make an argument. No. I think that's about it for the White Sox. Yeah. Because Abreu just started off too oh, slow. Good call, Dan. Dan wanted in the comments listed as a shortstop. Yes, he is listed as a shortstop. Ah, there you go. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Dan. I'm sorry for being stupid, everybody. I mean, no, that completely passed me up because, like, because uh, I mean, I have Bo no. Bichette. He's not in here. They have Bo Bichette. No, what the f- ESPN? You're fucking up. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that has to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I was gonna say a break because he was fucking hot in May, but like he was really cold in <laughs> April. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I mean maybe he sneaks in. No, I think I think a break slow April might hold him out. I would love, 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 love Andrew Vaughn to get in the home run derby or Yerman. I bet they might ask Yerman. <laughs> right, just hey, buddy. If, if I'm Yerman Mercedes, I'm not saying no to anything. Oh, you know what I'm saying, not. like. You you gotta oh, realize that you're not riding the way. How fucking cool is that gonna be? Home run derby at Coors? It's gonna be dope, dude. <laughs> it's gonna be dope. And then for the Cubs, I mean, a lock. Kimbrel Kimbrel's been fucking amazing. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. Bryant lock. Um, and then Baez maybe. Mm, uh, I don't think how I don't think. Have you seen everybody's numbers? But I mean, everybody has, has a higher he'll war be, he'll, than he'll get votes. He's gonna get votes, but. I mean, do you I guess, guys want to look again, at the shortstop ratings for the NL? I mean, obviously, I mean, you're going to obviously get a Tatis at the top, no matter what happens. Um, yep. Yeah, Tatis is he's just he's amazing. Standard. Yeah. 
but Trevor's story is not. I mean, Javi's got a really rough crowd. Like Chris is weird because KB's performing, but he's what? What, is, what does he go to the All Star game as? Now he's played like he's going to go as a catcher. I mean, God, he's played every position almost. On the <laughs> Chris will go as on the on the All Star ballot. He's a third baseman. Yeah. Even though he hasn't played there in like so, a month guys, and guys, 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 yeah, guys. The All Star game is cool and everything, but because it's in Coors Field, this home run derby. Just looking at so you got Vlad Guerrero and Ronald Acuna Jr. both have 17 home runs at the time of this broadcast. Oh my god! Those are your league leaders. That is a soggy dream for MLB marketing <laughs> to have those two dudes be your. Tied in first. This is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's marketing gold. Then number three is the uh, Adolis Garcia in Texas came out of fucking nowhere. Nowhere. He's on my fantasy team. Wah, wah. Um, but after him, you got Tatis Jr., Otani, Baez. Like, this could be a fucking amazing home run derby. You know what oh, I mean? Shit. Oh, by the way, I like, I can't believe we forgot, but Trey Turner, like, for shortstops in the NL. He's been Trey, fucking amazing. Trey Turner's been unreal. Trey Turner's having a borderline MVP like season. Or Turner? Did I say Trevor Story? I meant Trey Turner. I'm sorry, my bad. Trevor yeah, Story. Yeah. I said Trevor Story is he's, just trying to fig- sell his house in Colorado because he can't get out of there fast <laughs> enough. Can't get out of fast enough. But he'll be he, he'll be a story just because it's his home park. I mean, you got to admit, yeah, yeah. Have to be screwed on that one because he's the marquee player for the home for the for the host team. Well, Do they that so, anymore? Javi, yeah. Hmm. Oh, I think I, uh, I think, you. They, I mean, when the pirates, the pirates had somebody, didn't they? They had it at uh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan McMahon, their second baseman, has 13 home runs. He's tied for 11th right now. Oh, I think, I yeah. But I think once we get closer to trade deadline, the names to watch are going to be Max Scherzer, Trevor Story. Like these are guys, and then anyone on the Twins. <laughs> like. Dude, if Otani wins the home run derby, that'd be sick. Uh, yeah, no, think of that home run derby. Like, yeah, you can uh, Otani. Yeah, Vlad Acuna. Oh, shit. oh, Joey Gallo is another one that can get traded. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, basically, anyone on the Pirates <laughs> is probably fair game. Anyone on the Diamondbacks is fair game. They got a few guys too. They got the interesting thing too to watch is. The Reds are the most bipolar team in baseball right now. Like they're hot, they're cold. Like they'll win by ten, and then the next day they'll lose by fifteen to the Pirates. They had two. They had two what players. Just happened? They had two. They had two players. Two players on the May Player of the Month or the whatever the the, the MLB uh, by position. They had two players of the nine for the National League's top players, and they're we talking about the Reds doing it like it. You're yep. talking about the Reds? Yeah. Castellano. Well, Nick Castellanos is having a yep. great you know, year. Nick Castellanos is fucking a beast right now. <laughs> He's killing it right now. But they're they're 24 and 29 with a neg 30 run differential. They're seven games behind the Cubs. It's just like, but. Ah, oh, a little yumper. This is going to throw up. Although, would you be okay with a mad one to the Cubs trade? No. No. He's had, <laughs> no. One, he's had one no. good game. Oh, no. No way. He's had one good game, dude. No, <laughs> His, that arm is shot. That's all I have to say. No, <laughs> yeah. And he's at, not. He's <laughs> but he can hit. He's just bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, but speaking of pitchers, Edward Elzelay doing doing what uh, 
we he, all wanted him to do finally. He's, he's been fucking amazing. He's doing what 100%, he's supposed to be doing. 100%. I, I, I got pissy a little bit earlier in the season because he had a couple bad starts and I was frustrated. And I will sit back and say that the kid is – he's not a kid, obviously. He's an older, younger guy, but he's he's getting it done. I got, I was pretty critical of him pretty early. And I'm, I was I, looking I'm at his game log. I was looking at his game log, and, like, obviously for a while, his, like, ERA was, like, in the mid-fours. But – He's the, his worst start was like five innings, four earned runs. He hasn't given up more than three earned runs since his first start. The, the Cubs and then the Cubs bullpen has been the best in baseball. Like it's sick, dude. Like I'm not gonna take full credit because oh. I was a little concerned at the beginning of the season. So I mean, April was just fucking brutal. But are we taking Cubs- credit for stuff now? Because <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking full credit for Jake Lamb. <laughs> the Cubs- yeah. The Cubs, you can say whatever about the front office oh, cool. and not I'll, spending I'll take KB then. <laughs> and not spending money and like they haven't, so they should be criticized. But holy shit, they know how to like just pick up guys and get a like top ten bullpen. Because they're doing it again. And they're doing it this time with a couple younger guys. You know, mm-hmm. Justin Steele before he got injured, he was doing great. Keegan Thompson, he's had a, he's had like at least one or two spot starts, but he's been in the bullpen and he's been great. Um and obviously Chafin. Sheriff getting it done. Kimbrell, sure. Craig Kimbrell, this is like the best he's looked since like what, like 2017. He's just fucking painting with 99, throwing curveballs. Everyone's swinging at him. It's amazing how like awful, awful he looked last July compared to how he looks right now. Because he looks, he looks look, He looks like the guy that we thought we were gonna get when he signed. And and I oh. hope it matters down the season. And and what is he like? Has 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 he has has he gone on record and said like what his what adjustments he's made? Or is I, it just a mindset thing? That I haven't. So honestly, I don't. I haven't read anything specific. But I honestly think it's just like he finally had a normal off season. Because like in 2019, he didn't sign until June. And then he kind of had like the like two to three week period in June where he had to get ready. And then he had like injuries, so he wasn't fine then. And then 2020 happened, and like now he just had a normal off season. And he, he looks like the guy that you know you paid like 15 million dollars a year for. So, just because people think this is more fun, but uh, if you were the Cubs GM, what are you giving up for Max Scherzer, knowing that he's a UFA after this year? It depends how much. much. Uh, it depends. Not, well, it depends on much, if, at least. if the Cubs can be like, all right, we're going to take all his money. It's not going to cost you a lot. It shouldn't cost you a lot if you're going to take the, the, the rest of his money. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to trade away one guy, in the minors, uh, I saw this morning. Here, let me let me pull this up. While uh, what do you think, Kevin? I saw something in the morning that uh, again I referenced it, like the U Darvis trade that happened in 2017. So let's see. And by the way, I just want to say, I don't see the Nationals who are starting to put together wins trading Max Serger. But yeah, I think because I think it was a few years ago when that's they just, had that's Harper. the name right now. Yeah. The yeah. No. By for, the way, the, the name for the reason, White Sox. Oh, go ahead. No, like the only reason I'm even bringing up Max Scherzer is because like Bleacher Nation brought it up Thursday morning. It's just like it's, this is mostly fun, but it's a name mm. that makes sense theoretically. But theoretically. It's just like a 
the name that seems to White Sox fans are starting to get a little bit smart. There's certain guys with dog whistles that when they start saying a name over and over again, you got to start thinking like, holy shit, this is getting realistic. And Starling Marte is starting to be that name. Oh, he's fantastic. For the White Sox. And reading the comments now, it looks like Alex agrees with me. Um, But yeah, there's certain guys when they start saying a name more than once, you should start paying attention. But again, there's going to be guys like Joey Gallo is going to be available. Like, you know what I mean? So okay. So here's the uh, here's the tweet that I saw in the morning. And again, uh, it's all hypothetical. I mean, we're like barely the first week of June. Who knows what the Nationals are going to be doing? But just comparing like what the U Darvish trade looked for uh, in 2017 between the the Rangers and the Dodgers. Uh, this is at at Ivy Futures. Uh, and the tweet is, so if you're looking for a rough Cubs analogy on a trade for Max Scherzer, I put it at Miguel Amaya, Richard Gallardo, and Luis Verdugo. So, you know, we have one big name prospect in Amaya, but, but surprisingly, he's, he's, I don't know why his stock dropped, but he's not really considered a top 100 prospect right now. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happened last year, but, but I mean, obviously he's the big name out of those guys. And then you have a couple infielders there or a pitcher and Gallardo. And then, uh, I think Verdugo is an infielder. So Um, here's what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. We'll do a different. We'll try to do a different show next week. Not just the normal Thursday show. We'll try to do, uh, on one of our off nights, but all we're going to do is start trade rumors. The whole show. (laughs) The whole show, 20 minutes of us just being like, yo, I I think they could trade for this guy. So what everybody, us three all have homework to do. And if you're listening to this, you have homework to do. Put together guys that you want to see either the Cubs or the Sox go after. Keep in mind what team they're currently play for. If you think they're going to be buyers or sell or going to be sellers, um, what their contract looks like. And we will analyze what you think we'll talk about it on the show. Obviously we'll have the, the, the comments up and going, so it'll be interactive, but you can bring a magical trade idea, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not in the habit of trading a guy with a top 20 batting average on a contending team. Magical for Burns. That just seems stupid. Well then now we're talking, but (laughs) I mean, Alex likes it. Well, yeah, I'm I'm not going to be naive. I mean, dude, Tied an MLB record for strikeouts before giving up a walk. Corbin Bryant's motherfucker. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. (laughs) Do we been doing this long enough with each other? Where like I just know, you know what I mean. Like you don't have to explain. (laughs) But um, so yeah, everybody, comment section, podcast listeners, us three, we're gonna tweet it out too. Uh, You all have homework. Put together trade scenarios. Try to make them realistic. If you want to be funny with it, that's fine. We'll get to those towards the end Hell, of the show. Just give us names. We'll, we'll come up with it. Yeah, we'll come up with it. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, it's a top 20 average at 291. If it's so replaceable, how come more than 19 guys aren't better? Answer me that, Alex. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is going to be fun tomorrow night because I know you're doing this on Damn. purpose, Alex. I know you're doing this on purpose. We need a we need a we need a live uh, Alex versus uh, Nick. 
No, he's oh. doing this on purpose to get me fired up. Um, so you better hope Magical doesn't fuck up. Tomorrow. Oh, he totally is. He's gonna. Alex, Alex has the ability, a s- sneaky ability to push buttons. No, I I'm sneaky. on. T- he got me at first for a long time, but now that we've been doing this with the comment section for over a year, I know I know a lot of their a lot of our loyal fans i know their tendencies in the comments <laughs> so i don't really fall for it anymore and i've had beers with alex alex is a great guy and we had a lot of laughs in person and i'm i'm very excited to go to the Sox game with fizz on friday again if you give him tequila i'll kick you in the balls oh, um, so predictions what inning is uh, oh yeah kevin oh yeah Boston. kevin we're, we, we so no, yumpers yumpers bringing the good stuff exactly <laughs> yeah okay so, so you said uh, what? wait what let's uh we're putting uh, our guess on what innings the lights go out in in between your ears. Um, I'm gonna oh, give him to the. I'm gonna give him to the fifth. Yeah. I'm gonna give him to the fifth. Although I, I have confidence in my guy. I'm gonna give him, gonna give him Kevin, to the fifth. Kevin, Kevin, what's your okay. what's your Friday afternoon gonna look like? Like before the game. That's a good so, question to well. ask before the game. <laughs> uh, you don't have to give away too many details like, if you don't want to. Uh, looks like when I hit Pat's. I'm gonna go hit up. Some, I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some tavern style over at Pat's. I may. Uh, I may pop into uh, Murphy's just to say that I grabbed a beer at Murphy's. It's a very good tavern style food. Um, and that that's up in the north. It's like a mile and a half away. Oh, it's um, north side. That's what I'm talking about. It's actually really good. Um, How many shots of tequila you taking? Yeah. Or uh, that's I know it's always zero. I have I don't have I don't have tequila on the docket. I have some malort on the docket. I'm gonna I have to Yumper's bringing it. Malort's um, so st- oh, malort, don't but be I do don't know I know that Yump, I know I, I know Yump uh Yump, Yumper said he was gonna bring the good tequila for you. So not for me, but for you. Well that's uh, a waste of so chooses. Don't do that, Yumper. No, I, that's I, a waste because I won't drink it. I think tomorrow's <laughs> it's such a flexible day. Jesus Christ, I have some in my eyes driving me nuts. Oh jeez. <laughs> It's, it's, tomorrow's gonna be nice. Uh, it's just gonna be one of those days where I turn turn, turn turn myself loose on the city of Chicago for the day in the nice weather and just. Go Are you gonna it. end up on the? Uh, I gotta be. I gotta be. On, I gotta be. On I, I apologize to everyone that I've seemed to have insulted by not knowing what Pat's was. <laughs> I don't go farther north than Madison, and the only time I'm up there is for work. So I don't go to Northside establishments. Um. So forgive me, but. I still, although get, give me an inning. I, I still got him in the fifth. Fifth? And uh, keep in mind, it's a Giolito start. That's right. Well, well the odds like, is it minus what? Like, I'd say, I'd, gonna, say that, I'd say if you're going to go with a no, minus you, odds. No, you, can, you can't bet on this. So it's going to be, so it's well, high betting, 88. Line, it's probably going to be like in the high 80s, thinking humanity's going to hit Kevin. I'll go like bottom, Ooh. bottom three. Woo-hoo. Bottom three. Oh, wow. The, sun, the sun's still going to be out. Kevin's going to be drinking it since is like be 9 in the hot. morning. It's going to be hot as balls tomorrow, too. <laughs> that, no, that's why. I, feel like that's I, why I, had, to get some I looked at the weather app. It's going to be high 80s. I feel, I, yeah. feel, I feel hurt. I feel like Brady Anderson the year before his big year. I think I might have to take some beds. I'm not sure. Uh, if I'm gonna, am I gonna get past all those inning? I gotta, I gotta pull a Brady Anderson, grow some sideburns, and use some pads. I hope you just, do. Just, that yeah, just yeah. don't do this, man. Kfitz goes from Twitter jail to Cook County on Friday. <laughs> just don't go to guaranteed oh, rate jail. I don't want to like 
the next day, open up, you know, pop online to the Sun-Times homepage and see you and your pinwheels and Ivy. Actually, that'd be a pretty good pub. So, yeah, actually, actually yeah, do that. I'm not bad on the field. I'm not bailing you out, though. Sorry, man. I got that kind of hide, This guy's hiding in the he's, – he's fucking hiding in the tarp. What's going on here? Yeah, if you're being Mercedes, it's a home run. Who's first that bad? Run on the field. As soon as your foot touches that grass, I'm standing up like a stanza and going, yep, I'm out. <laughs> and just I'm gone, dude. I don't Look, got I bail came, money. I, I came all this way to see and I came all this way to see Andrew Vaughn. Well, he's got to stop licking, stop licking doorknobs. You got to go live, Kevin, <laughs> and uh, running on the field. God, please don't. Well, well I, I'm sure we're going to get a live video for me and Zoe at some point. Yeah, I'm, and there will be a lot of content up at Pinwheels Ivy Pod on Twitter. Make sure you're following it, but just don't run on the field. Holy fuck. <laughs> I am the dad of this podcast. God damn it. Um, hey, Kevin loves nev- the bets. You understand how much reverence – you know how much reverence I have for the game. I would never do that. Like that, I know. Of all know. the things that I would – I don't even talk to a player when they're in the on-deck circle. That's – come on. Like that's There are things that I'll do. That's not one of them. Now, if you want me to climb up the foul pole nude after the game's over, then, then you know, now we're talking. But no, nah. I mean, my shirt might come off. Where, where if, are you guys? If you need some runs. I think we're on the we're 110. Yeah, 110? we're in the, the first base side of things. Ooh. Um, yeah, but all right, guys. So for all, though, for KFIDS, I'm Zoe. <laughs> Make sure you're following us at Pinwheels Ivy Pod on Twitter. As I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of content tomorrow night. God help us all. Um, <laughs> but everybody remember your homework. Do that up. Uh, you can just shoot it to us in a DM. That's the easiest way for us to uh, keep track of it. But, um, yeah, for all those fits, I'm Zoe. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys soon. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, Get all changed. Get all changed. Get me out to the ball game.